Bigfoot right now, back on the radar at a Tampa Bay park. He died here in 1978. <laughs> so you got Gilbert the Ghost after you? Gilbert the Ghost, yeah, great, great name. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got to do a look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! Is something really out there? Out there. Three more U.S. senators received a classified briefing about UFOs Whoa. at the Pentagon. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations. Welcome to Mysteriousnesses, episode 35. Welcome to the show. Join, I'm joined uh, tonight by Hugh Carey, hey. David the Day, and Lauren Lance. What's up? What's up? We got a great show for you tonight. Uh, thanks to everybody who's watching live. Uh, there's some people in the chat. Go ahead and shout, shout them out, David. What we got in there? I don't think they're actual Twitch users. Oh, we can't tell who they're you are. They're just like anonymous users. Ooh, they're mystery Ooh. people. They're, they're mysterious. Oh. I like it. Just I like people. the mystery behind it. I like you know? it too. You don't know Living who it is. up to the name it's of the podcast. Very voyeuristic, mm -hmm. you know? Sasquatch could be watching right now. Could. Just trying to get tips on how to avoid us. Ooh. Ooh. See? <laughs> I told you. There you go. Oh, man. So what's going on with you guys? Oh, it's, it, is a, it is a good day to do a show. There's been a lot of weird stuff going on. Absolutely. Uh, as everyone, I think, has noticed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Am I the only one drinking? Yes. Drinking? Joe no, Biden. I'm drinking. Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris. It was very weird. Just, that is, oh. that that is weird. mysterious. <laughs> it is mysterious, yeah. And she's going she's gonna, to uh, hit him in the back of the head with a hatchet and oh take, take, take the country. Yeah. that might actually help him yeah. in many ways <laughs> it would give him a little liveliness you know? yeah wake him up yeah um yeah we got a great show coming up make sure uh uh if you're just an anonymous user in twitch make a twitch account and uh follow us that yeah, really helps free. You know? yeah it's free we'd love to hear from you also uh, follow us on social media we're on facebook and instagram mysteriousnesses podcast and also, I think we're kind of like going to go with this whole Tinfoil Tuesday thing. Oh, I love it. Hashtag Tinfoil Tuesday. And Ooh. it's every second Tuesday of the month is when we're going to do Mysteriousness. Right. right. So, yeah, you can uh, kind of set your schedule so you can watch us live. Put yeah. it in your calendar and save it. Because yeah. we're, we're coming to you whether you want it or not. Yeah, it's happening. And, uh, of course, you can always check out uh, back episodes at somethingplanet.com, mysteriousnesses.com, and... Uh, uh, the Something Planet YouTube channel. So make sure you do that. Yep. Let's start off with some science news. Oh. This is good. I thought this was really interesting. Uh, poop stains visible from <laughs> space reveal hidden colonies of Antarctic penguins. We're really a classy podcast, aren't we? Yeah, well, I think this is great. Science is using poop stains from space to find hidden penguins. I think that's it's a it's a new day for science. I'm excited. Uh, all of these new colonies are located in areas likely to be highly vulnerable to climate change. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is important. All right, uh, penguins might be good at hiding from humans, but they can't hide their poop from the uh, giant satellites circling our planet. New imagery revealed penguin poop stains on the white blankets of the coldest continent, and those dark spots suggest that there are nearly twenty percent more emperor penguin colonies in Antarctica than previously thought. What's the resolution on these satellites? 
if you could pick up poop stains and what no the, i like these colonies are leaving massive, like massive stains. Oh, wow. yeah wow okay like no, just think about all the birds shit in one spot, and then they move on. I mean, when when a seagull craps on my car, it's like the whole thing's covered. And that's just one bird, so I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So is there like a public toilet in Antarctica <laughs> for all the penguins that they all just go and shit in, and they can figure out, like, based upon the color of the ice or some shit? Or are yeah. they, like, concerned that maybe these penguins are sick? <laughs> these penguins have been eating at Taco Bell. When you're 50, you're supposed to get a colonic or a colonoscopy. Yeah. So hopefully the emperor penguins have their shit together. Uh, so this is both good and bad news, as all of these new colonies are located in areas likely to be high highly vulnerable to climate change, according to the study published on August 4th in the Journal of Remote Sensing in Ecology and Conservation. That's a very specific journal. Yes, I was just going to say. They probably have just as many subscribers to that as we do to this podcast. <laughs> oh, you're a remote sensing and ecology nerd too? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whoa, dude. <laughs> it's not easy to count just how many emperor penguins live on Antarctica as the animals typically breed in very frigid, remote, and difficult to reach places. To get around this for the past decade, scientists with the British Antarctic Survey have been searching for penguins indirectly by looking for poop stains and satellite imagery. To be fair, remote sensing sounds like something that we talk about on the show. Yeah, it's yeah, like well, a psychic uh, ability or something. Yeah, it reminds you of remote viewing. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> What if that's what you saw when you did, like, remote viewing? It's like it's nothing but, like, penguin shit. <laughs> you only have the ability to show up in someone's underwear. <laughs> you can only view inside oh, of the tidy whities oh. But it's not remote smelling, so no. you're okay. Yeah. You're just seeing it. Visually unpleasant. Yeah. Are so, we um, streaming issues? Because I feel like this is not live on my phone. Maybe no, uh, I, yeah. All right, we okay. should be good. Streaming's going Don't good. Don't listen to me. Um... So the new study, analyze, uh, scientists analyzed images taken in 2016 and 2018 and 2019 by the European Space Agency's Cornucopius, uh, Copernicus, sorry, satellite, uh, Sentinel-2 <laughs> satellites. They reviewed the images for brown pixels, which represent guano stains. Yep. Somebody there just has a shit fetish, yep. and they're using yeah. this as an excuse. So the images revealed eight new emperor penguin colonies and confirmed the existence of three others previously identified, bringing the continent's total to 61 colonies. So but, they really just do all poop in the same spot. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't think they work it out. I think they just all are standing in the same spot, and then they don't worry about where they shit. Oh, the birds. that's true. They're ah. always yeah. huddled together. It must be so freeing. It must be a nice way to live. <laughs> just stand around and just <laughs> drop one? Yeah. I mean, you can try it, Lauren. But, you know, I'm... Well, let's see if we can get NASA to see a poop stain from Clearwater. <laughs> let's start. Instead of, like, everybody raid Area 51, everyone take a dump outside Area 51 and see if they can see it. I think so, it's worth uh, trying. You guys can uh, check this out in the show notes when we have the uh, audio podcast up. But um, if you're interested in that kind of thing, <laughs> yeah, it just basically shows like some some satellite poop stains. You know, uh, I would Chromecast it to you, but we're we're having some technical difficulties with that right now. I feel like I'm getting a good visual in my head. <laughs> yeah, okay. I feel like I've got a roundabout image of what it probably looks like. Yeah, yeah. So uh, next thing we wanted to talk about in UFO news, uh, there's been some exciting stuff. Uh, the New York Times has been reporting that uh, that. Well, what, what what was the quote that that's that they um, ha that they okay, actually so, have off-world materials from a crash so site? So technically, there was a con okay in the article in the New York Times. There was a contractor that used to work for the Pentagon, so it's not necessarily the Pentagon per se. Okay, but the contractor that worked there said that they are in possession of quote unquote off-world materials that are not of 
this earth or that are not of earth so i don't know how you can be any more vague with your definition yeah. of alien spacecraft and what the fuck else could it what be? was what was the question that he answered that what was that, that he had that response to i don't remember the exact the response to that but i think they were just interviewing this guy in reference to the footage that um that the commander or the pilot on one of the navy ships had i guess taken right, and right. come out and, and was made public and then they were looking into all this stuff and i think what's happening is the the pentagon is actually getting ready to release official um information pertaining to what that means so okay i don't okay. know if this is like they're throwing this out ahead of the game to kind of just get everybody ready or lubed up right. i don't know if this is like i don't know is this really is it disclosure are they admitting to this is it does it really mean that we have ufos and aliens i mean what, what do you guys think well there were some people on my facebook feed like when the whole pandemic started and then they released this which it had come out i think eight months prior actually but it had a resurgence because everyone was looking for something interesting to look at during the, the video footage yeah. of the little tic tac yeah 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 so which was going like 500 knots into a hundred knot headwind or something like yeah. that so it's, it's like going pretty fast. impossible for our current state of engineering expertise to achieve that level right of like velocity or whatever but, the fuck this is. is just confirming a lot is a lot of what has been said for you know 30 40 years so too you know like all these eyewitness accounts now we actually have like the videos and they're like confirmed from like a fighter jet Right. Following it, it's like, okay, these things are real, you know? Uh, the quote about the off-world materials uh, from former uh, Senator Reed, uh, he was a Democratic senator from Nevada. Was it from Harry Reid? Yeah, he, was, uh, he pushed for funding uh, in the earlier UFO program when he was the majority leader. Uh, he said, after looking into oh, this... back in the good old days. <laughs> yeah. I came to the conclusion that there were reports, some were substantive, some not so substantive, that there were actual materials that the government and the private sector had in their position, uh, possession. Right, but isn't there, I think he heard that information from another party, though. Yeah, he did. It was from the, another person. Yeah, I'm looking for... It's not like he actually saw anything himself. Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, Eric W. Davis, an uh, astrophysicist who worked as a subcontractor and then a consultant for the Pentagon UFO program since 2007, said that in some cases, examination of the materials had so far failed to determine their source and led him to conclude we couldn't make it ourselves. Interesting. So they're studying this stuff and they're like, yeah, but, like, we don't know of any country that can make this. We can't make it. So right. like the, the obvious conclusion is who made it. Well, I think the obvious conclusion is we're seeing all these sightings because the aliens found out that Chico's and Pier 1 is going out of business and they just wanted to come here and snag up a good deal. 75% off. Say what you want about Chico's, I'm gonna but get it's a, not just form and fashion, gonna, it's utility. I'm going to get a wooden elephant sculpture from Pier 1 and I'm going to get a hand-woven rug, a dress with pockets, and bath salts. Okay, that's what the aliens are coming here for, okay? That's our aliens number one export. Chaise lounge. Chaise lounge. I don't think your mic's on. Is it not? Is my mic not on? I don't hear it, Lauren. Uh-oh. It's a mystery. No, it's plugged in. Is it? Is it? There you go. There you go. Was I doing something weird? I don't know. What were you saying? Uh, well, I, I said that bath salts is Earth's number one export. I did I mean, that that's yeah. not really worth well, it. Where do you think they get it from? Behind the Chico's. <laughs> exactly. From the, Chico's. the homeless gentleman behind there. Like, were they specifically saying that these were materials found at crash sites or that they just have materials in their possessions? Well, the guy said off-world vehicles. If you scroll up, John, where is that? Yeah, quote? so to me that sounds like more than just fragments of something. It sounds like large 
like an actual yeah. full intact kind right. of thing, or mm -hmm. that they put it back together if there was something that crashed. Uh, so he works for our Aerospace Corporation, a defense contractor. Very uh, generic name. Yeah. Yeah. These are like these the the Illuminati. Let's just go yeah. ahead and say okay. it. Yeah. He works for the Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he Gas says, Company. <laughs> Aerospace Corporation. USDA. Computer store. <laughs> The business factory. Yeah. <laughs> the business factory. He gave a brie uh, classified briefing to a uh, defense department agency as recently as March about retrievals from off-world vehicles not made on this earth. Wow, that's the quote. Off-world vehicles not. So that's that's the big quote. So I guess I guess the, the the question is, do you guys think that disclosure is happening like within like this year or early next year? Is I that, would say so. Is that what they're getting ready to do? They just release these little bit at a time? Well, if Trump wants to get reelected, now's the perfect time to do it. Well, I see, here's the thing, though. Disclosure doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to learn about aliens. And it doesn't necessarily no. mean I'm voting for your ass because you told me that aliens are real either. <laughs> I'm like, straight up with you on that one. Dis disclosure <laughs> could just be like, hey, we don't fucking know either. Yeah. yeah, you know, like that's that could that be. That works. I mean, the whole the, the the like we've always assumed for all these years that the government has been covering up the existence of extraterrestrials and uh, UFOs coming to this Earth and abductions and stuff like that. But what if they were just pretending to cover it up so they didn't look stupid. like they were stupid. so stupid that they had no idea where these craft were coming from, and that they had no idea like like people. How but many that would mean that they're smart. Yeah, <laughs> enough to. How do many that. thousands of people uh, uh, every year like report being like abducted by like some sort of entity that we don't you know, know who claimed was abducted by aliens? A famous person? Who? Fran Drescher. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> the, out of all the fucking people, oh my right god, Mr. Sheffield! <laughs> oh my goodness, then fucking nanny. Come I on. I was beamed up. They probed me. I, I was outside of the of deli in Queens Astoria. I was minding my own fucking business, and all of a sudden, I had a fucking probe in my ass. I don't know what the <laughs> hell is going on here. That was a terrible impersonation of Fran Drescher, but y'all get the point. The nanny has been abducted by aliens. Definitely. Wow. So. Well, yeah, definitely. And Mr. Sheffield seemed to be okay with it. <laughs> I don't right. know. Are you? What is your take on? conspiratorial shit or do you believe in aliens uh, oh, well, do you entertain the uh, idea david well i i think it's a skeptic I think, I, i'm i'm very skeptic yes. whenever we did this segment before when it was part of something planet i was a resident skeptic but oh. I, but i will say i think it's very arrogant to think that we're the only life in the whole universe it's uh, right. whether or not there are aliens here i have no idea I'm, I'm, a, so, I'm a seeing is believing type of person. How so. much do you have faith in the government at the moment that if they came out tomorrow and straight up said, yo, we got aliens, they're off the chain, they got this cool shit, how much would you believe in the fact that the government is actually telling you the truth? Well, because they, there's they, a lot of disinformation that comes sure, from our government yeah. constantly. Right, so right. how do we know for sure? And I'm just playing devil's advocate right. to the whole concept. Of course. Well, I it's, think it's not going to be until, you know, the, what is the thing they always say? When a Take UFO leader, lands the on the White surprise. House lawn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But even if that happens, I say it all the time. It's like half of the country is going to believe it. And the other half is going to be like, that's fake news. It's Hillary Clinton and George Soros. Right, right. Uh, you know, Antifa is trying to take over the White House. Like, that's what it they'll say. It can't be UFOs because God said that there wasn't or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think I think if they presented it and there was evidence that could be backed up by actual scientists and people that work in, you know, this the astrophysicist uh, field and like the defense contractors and they're like, "Yeah, we've never seen anything like this." Okay. Yeah. Uh, but if it's just like, "Yeah, we got aliens." Maybe. 
<laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I've seen the movie Mars Attacks, and that pretty much sold me right then on the spot. <laughs> right. So it didn't take much for me. Or you know, you have you know you have one of these doctors come forward that believe in demon sex and everything, and they're like, "Hey, we got aliens." Uh, then maybe I'm a little yeah, skeptical. Well, I mean, she might well, be on to something. That lady, she might, I don't know. We should have her on sex. the podcast. Yeah. Let's get her on as a guest. That lady did say that that we're currently using uh, alien technology, alien our, DNA. Yep, alien the, DNA in, in her medicine, vaccines. Right? Okay, yeah. so they do make those dildos shaped like alien yes, with penis. The, with yes. With eggs. with eggs. Maybe she got confused one night. She took too much hydroxychloroquine, got a little <laughs> fucked up, did a little Amazon shopping, and then woke up with alien eggs in her snatch. I don't know. It it's happens. possible. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. It happens. I'm being too loud. David's going to have to dial me down and not. Yeah, we're over getting here. a little okay. bit excited about so, this. So, <laughs> yeah. We're talking about alien egg, eggs egg inserting. <laughs> yes. Yes. What do you guys think in the chat? Uh, is there anybody listening that has any opinions on this idea? Do you believe in aliens? Is it bullshit? Is it real? Yeah. Uh, Do we, you like to be implanted with have, alien eggs? Yeah, we we actually have some Twitch users in here now. Okay. Uh, not Corporal and Pathmate, if you guys have any... Um... Oh, Pathmate, that's Tom. Oh, so Tom, okay. he will not... He's just going to lurk. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. If, but if uh, anyone has any comments, please uh, yeah, please let us share know. Share with us your with personal us. hot takes. All right, moving on to the disturbing history of Wyoming UFO sightings. Okay. Ooh, disturbing oh, Wyoming. Just, <laughs> Wyoming is disturbing in and of itself. I don't like. I don't even know where it is, honestly. Like, couldn't point it out on. It's a in map. Europe, I think. I think it's somewhere. It's in Canada. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Uh, Wyoming has its fair share of UFO sightings. It would make sense since uh, folks can see so much of the sky out here. There is also an area where military aircraft practice and optical illusions are common. But now and then there is the unexplained. There's a list of sightings from Wyoming that you can see from the National UFO Reporting Site. The list is long and goes all the way back to the early 1950s. Many of these sightings are easily explained, but some are not. Below are a few more of the notable events, past and present. The National UFO Reporting Center lists 13 sightings in Wyoming in 2018 alone. They include the following. uh, So literally everybody in Wyoming has seen something. (laughs) Because that's about the maximum population of Wyoming. 14 people. So there's uh, (laughs) multicolored lights forming over Cheyenne. Okay. Let's see. This says uh, two rows of multicolored lights observed over northern Cheyenne. Lights were consistently lit. My son and I thought we were seeing the lights on airplane wings. However, we never saw them move, flash, or change angle as it would be the case in any moving plane. Never heard a noise. The lights were too many to be from a normal aircraft and varied in color. As my son and I were watching them, they just disappeared, turned off as if someone had just flipped a switch. We could not see a body of an aircraft or hear anything. That's a very common, like, a lot of bright lights in the sky. Yeah, just like bright lights just that don't go away. make any noise. Yeah. yeah. That could be lots of stuff, you know? That could be opening up the, the Stargate to Mars or something, and yeah. maybe that's just a side effect. I don't know. I mean, I would stick that bitch right in Wyoming, because no one is going to question that. Yeah. Who's going to see it? That's the perfect place to do all kinds of crazy conspiratorial stuff. I think it's super stuff. weird that that article mentions that optical illusions are common in Wyoming. Yeah, what's that what about? What was that about? That was weird as fuck. And I looked it up. If you look up Optical Illusions Wyoming, there's like Yelp reviews and like a couple like... like What is it? Like a, uh, an in-person magic eye yeah, I, in <laughs> Wyoming? Like if you cross your eyes just a little bit, you can see an alien? Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Like, that's a weird thing for a state to be known for. 
I mean, that illusions. the only thing I know Wyoming for other than this now is Brokeback Mountain. I mean, that's it. Is that where that's that's pretty much it? The greatest optical illusion of I, all. That was Wyoming, right? I'm pretty <laughs> I sure. So. How do I quit you? I wish I so could this quit one, you. Uh, <laughs> this one um, is from. Uh, this is. Nuck Fork? This isn't Mufon? What? This is like another... Whoa, what'd you call me? <laughs> Are you even allowed to say that on Twitter? Yeah. Actually not. <laughs> oh, I did want to tell you guys, I saw on TikTok, somebody in Florida had, uh, that I guess does uh, UFO research for Mufon. The Mufon car? Yeah, the Mufon car. It's like a c- squad car. I want to have him on the like show. A police. Uh, it looks like a police squad car, but it says like UFO squad <laughs> or something. No, and on the side I it says... I want to live in this car. It says on the side, doing the Air Force's job since 1969. Oh, wow. yeah. oh. So they're throwing shade in oh. that Dodge Charger. I like how sassy it is. And somebody on Instagram, because he'll share posts that people tag him in, and the one guy's like, this dude's got face tats. It's like, yeah, that that's who I look for. When, I, when I'm looking for a legitimate yeah. UFO researcher, you have to have at least six face tattoos, two of which better be teardrops, because I need to know you killed somebody. I don't think he can get hired anywhere but MUFON. Yeah. In fact, he's he's an independent contractor. They didn't even hire him. He just put that shit on his car. It's two tears and then a little UFO saucer. Oh, my God. Ooh, that's, that's cute. How Post Malone of him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here's another one. I'll just do one more. Uh, this is a white sphere in the sky over southern Glenrock. Uh, just past sundown, I observed a very bright white light in the same area of the western sky as normal Venus, but it was far too high. You sure you weren't looking at the sun? No, uh, normal <laughs> Venus as opposed to weird Venus. Yeah. yeah. Upon checking with binoculars, was it was it Mons a Venus? Spherical ah. object, white in color with dark markings in the middle. It almost looked like a miniature version of the full moon. However, the moon was crescent and visible near the horizon. Uh, the object moved slowly from west to east across southern sky before eventually disappearing. Object had intermittent bright white lights blinking on body. Speed was very slow. Not a normal aircraft or satellite. Balloon? Speed. That could be a balloon. It's a uh, one of those, dirigible. One of those Chinese. <laughs> like, I have seen those lanterns. Those have got me a couple times where I'm like, "What's that?" And you I'm get like, that sinking yes, feeling in I'm your like, chest, like, "Oh shit, it's happening! It's happening!" And then it's like, "Oh no, some fucking Karen made a wish." <laughs> <laughs> it's just a shitty prayer. Yeah, <laughs> she's probably got cancer. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Let Grandma live another year, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's uh, jump right into cryptozoology news and Ooh. check out the Barden Booger. Uh, Hugh's been wanting to talk about this for a while. You know, I just really wanted to say Barden Booger like <laughs> several times on the podcast, but I can't see the screen, so you get to do the honors, John. I know, I get to do all the reading. Has there been a sighting recently? Uh, Not lately. Okay. No. But... It is a thing. Yeah. It's still a thing. There is one website that talks about it, (laughs) which means it's real. We Uh, did literally three minutes of research on the Barn Booger, and it's peer-reviewed, and, you know, because we're saying it, it's true. It checks out. Okay. Right. So, uh, the purported existence of the animal is uh, generally proven by blurry, apparently faked photographs. Occasionally, scientific explanations are dispatched to distant places in a vain attempt to demonstrate the existence of the creatures. So, the Barton Booger is basically like a Bigfoot, but it got a different nickname back in the day. He's like Bigfoot's like semi-retarded cousin. Yeah. This picture <laughs> looks like it's from the first edition of Dungeons and Dragons Monster Man. It's it not really even that does. Good. 
Is it the little um, the illustration of him? Yes. yes. Yeah. Which website are you on? I'm trying to like. I'm on the cryptozoology fandom. fandom. Okay, yeah. So the but the actual story of it's kind of funny if you go down and read about the the sightings. Yeah, in 1922, when reports of a possible living plesiosaurus, <laughs> like 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 this is part of the Barton Booger story, is a plesiosaurus. I'm shocked that Why people not? in this part of Florida even knew what the fuck a plesiosaurus yeah. was well, in the, 1922. Probably the, probably well, the Nessie thing was. I know what a plesiosaurus is. Oh. We do know how to please you, Saurus, girl. Mm. Bump that mic. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. That's not, that is not sanitary. You guys cannot bump So mics. from uh, 1950 Whoops. through the 1970s, there was a spate of sightings of skunk apes and other monsters in the yep. swamps and woods of Florida, St. John's, and Putnam's counties were certainly not immune from such reports. Uh, in 1984-85, a skunk ape was reportedly spotted near King's Estate Road and the Florida East Coast tracks. But like many similar reports, it could not be verified. The story was third-hand. Well, that's not even second-hand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, Mom, Papa said they saw something and the neighbor told them about it. <laughs> uh, another skunk ape was spotted in the marsh near Vill- Villano Beach in May 2000 by three fishermen. The ape was described as a real hairy ape man about five feet tall who smelled like skunk. In most instances, however, the reports described a stinky, hairy, green-eyed, eight-foot-tall, man-like creature. Are we sure this isn't just some redneck that hasn't showered in, like, six weeks? (laughs) Yeah. It's covered in mud. I mean, this is in the 20s, so they probably didn't even have, like, running water in that area. That's true. Uh, A typical report was a 1975 report of a skunk ape seen in the Orlando area apartment parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen a couple of those in Orlando. You can catch a skunk ape pretty much every night at the Waffle House. (laughs) Right next to the travel lodge. Yep. Uh, Another 1975 sighting was included with a police report from Dade County. Uh, Dade County Public Safety Department miscellaneous report. uh, I'm not going to read the number. Reported by Ronald Bennett, 46, a white male. uh, Gives his address. I don't know why they printed that in the story. They're doxing him. (laughs) Suspicious (laughs) intent. The cabal is after him. Suspicious intent at Black Point Colds Canal, 12 a.m., March 24th, 1975. Mm. Uh, police were dispatched uh, at 2.26 a.m. and arrived at 2.31 a.m. That's a pretty good response. Those time. are meth-smoking hours, usually. Yeah, mm. that is the prime <laughs> meth-smoking hours. Uh, the report stated that the above-time date and location of his son, Michael Bennett, and a friend, Lawrence Groom. Oh, there's a Lauren for a second. I was like, hey. I was like, ah, oh, that's what I've been What doing. were you uh, doing over there, Lauren? where I've been. While driving down a dirt road towards Black Point near the water dike, they observed what appeared to be an upright standing giant ape-like man, approximately eight to nine feet tall and very heavy set, black in color with no clothes, standing next to a blue Chevy and rocking the car back and forth with great force. The witness further stated they observed a man getting out of the vehicle in a hysterical manner and uh-huh. yelling for help. Uh-huh. Yeah, this this sounds like a, a case of mistaken identity. Yeah. Somebody was getting a little freaky in their their truck with a bear. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a bear. Somebody has a little a penchant for the bear look and didn't want to get busted and said, "Oh no, no, I was being accosted by the Barden booger." Uh, the witness further stated they observed a man getting out of the vehicle. You know, we already said that. Uh, when the lights of the vehicle that the witnesses were in lit up, the eight man turned and went into the mangroves. The witnesses man grows ah, it gets deeper. <laughs> the witness stated they could hear the thing running through the mangroves. At this time the witness's vehicle was turned around and leaving the area. Upon What's that address again? I'm gonna need to write this down. <laughs> mangroves. 
So they didn't see where the car that was being shook went. So that's. I just I love that there are sub facets of uh, Sasquatch and Bigfoot. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like there's like local regional regional information in reference to Bigfoot. Like, is there what has the mayor of Palm Harbor? Um, been updated on the latest findings in reference to the, our local no, cryptozoology? No, I, I don't up- know of any around Palm Harbor. Wow, no. that's way to be big government. I thought Palm Harbor was, you know, real solutions, real people. It is real solutions. Real I people, thought there was going to be transparency Palm in your Harbor, administration. That's what I was hoping They're, for. Yeah, Palm Harbor is full of a bunch of rich white people. They they just stay inside. They don't care about the skunk cave. Yeah, they don't care about the skunk Yeah, but when you drink that's three boxes of wine... And you, you're that all out true. of housewives to watch. You, you go got outside. Questions. You're out front smoking that Virginia Slim at 3.30 in the morning because your husband just beat you. You might see some crazy shit, okay? You might see some crazy well, shit. Well, usually it's like people of color. That's usually what they see, and they call the cops. Oh. What? In Palm Harbor. It, well, Paul, I can see that because Palm Harbor is definitely full of racists. Yes, it mm. is. So there was, a, in 1978, the St. Petersburg Independent reported that uh, the skunk apes... Uh, uh, skunk ape, a Florida legislator introduced a bill giving it a protected species status. <laughs> I, don't See, think okay. that, I don't think that went okay. into law. Um, I, I, that well, didn't seem to pass the, the state no. legislature. I've actually met this guy here. The, the mayor large- of Palm Harbor will make it law. <laughs> oh, good. The largest numbers of reports have come from David uh, Sheely, who ran the Florida Panther gift shop, a campground, and the Skunk <laughs> Ape Research Center on US 41 in Okeechobee. O- 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 I is that smell a field trip. Is that yeah, I want to go there. Yeah, I went there. Where is it? I've been there a couple times. I've met this guy. Oh, I is think he cute? it finally closed down, though. Aww. Is he cute? Is he cute? No. Yeah. He actually looks kind of like a Sasquatch. Tiger King? Oh. Is that the place where they say they have some of his hair? Yeah. Yep, and it's like in a glass case? Mm-hmm. I've okay. been there. I saw the hair. Field trip. I want to go. I want to go. Let's go. I've been before. You can, we, you can actually pay. I think it's like 300 bucks. He'll take you on an airboat. For three hundred dollars, I better get a blowjob from the Barton Booger. <laughs> no, you, you gotta, you gotta go find the Barton Booger, the skunk ape. He better pick some boogers out of my nose for three hundred dollars. Ooh, uh. that's fun. I'm excited. Horn's like, that. I'll pay four hundred for yeah. that baby. Take my money. <laughs> Do you uh. guys take travelers checks? <laughs> <laughs> I have a few negotiable instruments in my purse. I, it looks like they're still open. Nice. Does it? Okay. Oh, that's good. I'm glad they're still. Has amazing. anybody in the chat room ventured to those parts, Florida, and want to admit it to the general public? What are what's the what's the official skunk ape, skunk ape headquarters doing during the era of COVID, though? Yeah, that's the question. Uh, Sneezing in each other's faces. <laughs> something tells me by looking at this site, they're not concerned. Is this like a GeoCities website? No, it's actually put together really well. Oh, that's well. way better than the last time I've looked up the website. Yeah, the, the website's really put together. Well, when you're charging $400 for a trip, I guess you can, you can afford it. No, it's actually, to get in to actual headquarters, it's only $15 for adults. $8 oh, okay. for children. Uh, it used to be nice. free. Yeah, well, you know, times are tough. Times are tough. Loving uh, in the age of COVID. I Loving we can the time find of COVID. A way to get in they gotta pay. You, they gotta pay whoever made this website. Yeah, <laughs> it's a nice website. Oh, they got a gift shop, of course. Ooh, oh man! I want to know what what are the accessories that they sell. They got a really okay. cool tin coffee cup. That so, I want. under gift shop, they only have one drop down. Alligator products. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's the only thing that's fucking out there that they can actually oh, make proof that's of. That's clever. They're, they're all re- they are already capitalizing on COVID-19. It's the skunk ape on a bumper sticker that says, Social Distancing Champion. 
That's clever. It's only four ninety five for this decal. John, I'm gonna get this for you. I we want should it. get it. I want um, a face mask with the skunk ape's butthole right <laughs> over my mouth. <laughs> Couldn't that be just like any butthole? Really? You know, can it I really just could. live my? Can, really could. Why do you gotta ruin my fantasy, Lauren? <laughs> I'm just trying to make this like easier. You know, I want it to be extra skunky and apey, though. Okay. <laughs> Photoshop more hair on. All there. right, uh, Illinois man. John's like, we're not going there. Yeah, we need to get away from this. Uh, <laughs> Illinois man recounts sighting of a of a winged creature with the body of a large man. He saw it while hunting. Seventy uh, nine year old Gerard Turisi. Uh, contacted the Singular Freudian Society recently to recount an experience he'd had with a What weird was the name of this? Freudian? The uh, Fortian. 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 Oh, I was going to say, wow, they're really mixing up some shit I think here. What is it? Charles Fort was like a paranormal and weird researcher or something like that. I forget what it you, Lauren knows more about it than me. The fourteen times. What yeah, are you talking? yeah. It's, uh, that used to be an ongoing like publication. I think it still is like, paranormal shit. Yeah, but it's uh, oh. isn't the the founder like uh, Charles Fort or something like that. Now that I can't okay. speak to. Uh, let's see. He, Fortean slip. Yeah. <laughs> he recounted an experience he had with a weird wing creature in Illinois during the winter of 1957. So I'm bringing this up because we've been, uh, the past few episodes, we've been talking about Mothman sightings in Chicago. Oh, I love Mothman. And where where is this one located? Illinois. Oop, get out of Illinois. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. I realize the story is a little late, but I never knew who to tell my story to until I came across... Your article about the man who saw a Birdman at O'Hare Airport. I'm 79 years old now, and this happened. Are we talking about the rapper or the the creature (laughs) that is Birdman? (laughs) Gator boots with the pimped out Gucci suits. It was around 1957 (laughs) when I was with my late brother Gene and his late brother-in-law. Like when once you're 79, everybody's late. I feel like the name Gene goes well with this story. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they were hunting in Braidwood, Illinois' area for pheasants and rabbits. As we were walking in this large open field, there was a lone large tree standing in the middle of the field. When we were directly under it, a huge man-sized creature sailed over our heads into the woods across the road. We were stunned. We just looked at each other too dumbfounded to speak. Jane, what the is, hell was that? Isn't that the opening scene to Jeepers Creepers? I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. <laughs> Are we being punked? Yeah. <laughs> Investigator Tobias Wayland wrote back to uh, the man and asked for any additional details he could remember. I was a young teenager at the time, and it was early winter time. Uh, it was mid-morning. The winged creature had the body of a large man with legs, but it was covered over the whole body with dark tan-colored feathers. Oh, wow. Ooh. Okay. This happened so long ago, I don't recall what the face looked like. I'm glad to tell this story to someone who has knowledge of such creatures before I die. When asked if he'd had any other paranormal experiences, either before or since his sighting, uh, he said that he'd had an encounter at a U.S. Army station at... Nike Hercules missile site in Northfield, Illinois, in 1963. I was on guard. I was on guard duty at the time on a radar station. He said it was after midnight when I witnessed a UFO in the sky southeast of my location, maybe a mile away, around a thousand feet above the terrain. I watched it for a few minutes before I made a phone call to our command officers in Arlington, Illinois, to report what I was observing. I was contacted a few days later by Dr. J. Allen Hynek. The report is documented in Project Blue Book. Dr. Hynek had told me he was informed... That is a true, legitimate thing, uh, Project Blue Book, which mm-hmm. is when the, Air, the Force Air Force was investigated. investigating UFOs back, was it the 40s or the 50s, like right after World War II? 
Yeah. Isn't so, there another project, like the hologram project? Uh, project Blue Beam. Blue, Blue Beam, okay. Wow, I can't believe I just microfished that right out of my brain. Right out of your ass. So yeah, this is, I'm just saying this because there's been a huge rash of Mothman sightings in Illinois. Yeah, I'm. I've never really been into the Mothman like conspiracy stuff as much, but I know you're into it, Lauren. So I don't know if that sounds like Mothman to me. To be fair, is it Moth Woman? <laughs> no, because it had feathers. That's, yeah. uh, but I mean, maybe you know, maybe it could have been fur. But it was like tan feathers. He didn't mention the red eyes, and the red eyes are kind of like important. Well, most people do not see it during the daytime. Most people see it at night. Also, there's that, and that. I feel like Mothman is specifically connected to the night. Like, I don't know. This this creature just doesn't sound like Mothman. It sounds like another winged... It's bird person from yeah, Rick and Morty. Yeah, bird person. I think <laughs> Illinois is safe. Man bear pig with wings. Yeah. I think Illinois is safe. Like, I wouldn't get out of there yet. That doesn't seem like Mothman to me. Well, like, fuck Illinois anyways just because. How about that? And he wasn't... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there is that. <laughs> I mean, he didn't, like... He didn't feel bad afterwards either. Like every other Mothman sighting, like the person who sees him is like yeah. There's usually there's like an earthquake or some crazy event. People just report feeling like shit. They feel bad, like, or like physically and emotionally bad. Well, then Except that it, means there's a Mothman living like within five feet of me at all times. Oh yeah, there's one in my closet. Yeah, for sure. yeah. The Mothman. There's one in my pocket. Uh, the Mothman <laughs> symptoms sound a lot like uh, clinical depression. Yeah, yeah, they do. They really do. With with some schizophrenic yeah, traits. A little skits. <laughs> a little skitsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't think that's Mothman because there's no depression, there's no skits, there's no big red eyes. Um, there was also like weird time distortion stuff that I've seen in a lot of Mothman stories. It just it seems too. Maybe it was Mothball Man. Yeah, exactly. Mothball Man. The, yeah, the story just seems to, <laughs> the like, story of a pissed off dry cleaner seeking vengeance the, in the woods of pheasant hunters. Jaded I am as like looking into this sort of shit. It's like that story seems too normal to me. <laughs> yeah, it is a little mundane. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, I saw a dude with feathers and wings. All right, cool, man. I mean, if you saw a, a person with wings fly over your head, you would never stop talking about it, Lauren. I'm not saying that he shouldn't talk about it. I'm saying that it's not Mothman. That's all okay. I'm saying. Oh, I would never stop. Get Gene on the phone. Yeah, where I is need. Gene? We need details. <laughs> Gene. I think Gene's dead. Come on, Gene. Now, now if Gene's dead and died mysteriously... Now we've got. We need to get Rain Mothman. on here to channel Gene. Yeah. Ooh, for further go. questioning. There we go. That'd be awesome. Yeah, check out our uh, previous episode with uh, about mediumship, where we brought uh, Rain into uh, psychic medium Rain. Yeah, that was that was some crazy shit. Uh, moving on to the bizarre phenomenon of static entities. Ooh, this is creepy. This is interesting. This is uh, really creepy. To I'm me. excited about this. The world this one. of the paranormal sometimes takes a steep turnoff to uh, the edge of the weird, offering up new phenomena that uh, do not have any real category. One of these must surely be a collection of accounts linked to a phenomena I have only recently become aware of. It all revolves around tenuous, flickering beings that seem to be made purely of white noise or static and which seem to pop into this reality to scare and confuse. Here we will look at a selection of reports. Is it the 1-800-ASK-GARY lady? <laughs> Are you scared and confused? Call 1-800-ASK-GARY. Uh, let's see. Uh, they're basically called static humanoids. In many cases, these beings seem to be particularly witnessed by children, and then according to the very little research I've found on these strange ed- entities, they seem to almost be drawn to the young. Oh, so it's Ghislaine Maxwell. 
Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein's goons are being sent in to steal these children in the middle of the night. <laughs> I wish her, wish her well. Take them to little St. James and have their way with them. <laughs> Maybe uh, they're there to suck out the adrenochrome. They up. Uh- Full circle. We're coming back. Listen, we're, it out. We, we don't. I don't even need the red string to connect these dots. No. We, we, it's all happening live in person here on Mysteriousness. This and is why just, you watch on Twitch. I'm just gonna say this: if I had a bottle of, of Adrenochrome in front of me right now, I wouldn't push it away. I'd drink it because maybe all your hair will grow back. Dating at 34 years old in the gay community, I'll take whatever help I can get, okay? I will drain a child all, live on this podcast if it will get rid of these bags under my eyes. Whoa, terms of service. Is terms there, of service. If there's any, whoa, whoa. anybody here that wants to donate their child. <laughs> For the bags under the eyes, I got these uh, Korean beauty masks. I'll let you try them after the show. Sick, John. Sick. Wow. They've been working for me. These those Koreans are into some weird things. I'm not putting that on my eyes. I'm pretty sure they have adrenochrome in them. (laughs) Adrenochrome or bust. (laughs) So uh, these entities are most often seen by young children, usually from the ages of three to eight, or seen in the proximity of children. One story I found is that a mother of a mother who saw one of these beings watching her infant son in a crib. Another tells of a young boy who went missing in the woods for several days after he followed the fuzzy man. He was eventually found alive and in perfect condition despite having been in the woods for several days. Was he in the mangroves? (laughs) (laughs) This came as a surprise to everyone who found him. The precise nature of their relationship with children is still unclear, but it continues to appear in these cases. Such cases seem to pervade the phenomenon as a whole, and another is from a Reddit poster called... Nemora2018, who says this happened when she was eight years old. She says that at the time she was in her uh, her own home and sitting in a lounge at the end of the hallway. Although she doesn't remember exactly what she had been doing in that lounge, she certainly remembers the strange experience. Uh, She said, all of a sudden, I had a really powerful urge to look at the end of the hallway. We had recently brought a uh, coat stand from a boot sale. Sorry, that's bought, not brought. Uh... The person just wrote it wrong. From a boot sale, and this was what's a boot sale? Is that like a yard sale? This sounds I was, this is. sounds European because they use the word lounge at the end of the hallway. And boot sale? Yeah. Yeah. Is oh, like, is like a like yard a boot, sale? Like a like the like the trunk, trunk of a car? car. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, that even makes it more weird though. Yeah, that's really sketchy. Yeah, it's English. No, yeah. how do you get a coat stand in the back of a car? Yeah. Maybe you got Tiny a, little European car. Maybe yeah. It's one of those. It's like you, yeah, it's like, <laughs> you got to put it together. It's an Ikea stand. It's telescoping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. This was in the boot, or the coat rack was in the middle of the hallway now. As I stood there, I saw a human outline, but entirely filled with TV-like static. Ooh. I remember little bits of yellow and blue in it, but it was mainly white, and it came out of the bedroom on the left and was running in a running stance, but it was really weird because it was in slow motion, and it ran from the left to the back door on the right. As it grabbed the, as it ran, it grabbed the coat stand and pulled it down uh, with it, and it fell to the floor. It was just standing there after in shock. Oh, I was just standing there in shock after and so scared. I ran to my sister and told her what had happened, and when we went back to the hallway, the stand was still on the floor. That was the only time I saw it. I don't know why I saw it or why it pulled the stand down, but it was just all surreal. I did have some other experiences in that house that were paranormal, so maybe it was connected. I just like the idea of some random-ass paranormal entity walking by and be like, Fuck this coat stand! <laughs> you should have gotten a Pier 1. Yeah. yeah the, 
It's a rival. There you are. <laughs> There's a, they're having good deals. They're going out of business, y'all. Do not Pure One shame me. This episode is so, brought to you by Pure One. So here's no, a, this episode bar- brought to you by Pure Two. Mm. Pure Two Imports. That's where we're starting. Uh, there's another similar case from uh, Joshy Bear. Uh, Sounds legit. Yeah, again, it happens in the confines of his home. Well, there's another user on here. His name is Weave Daddy 69 Yeah, I didn't want to read that one. <laughs> if you can't achieve it, weave it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he, this is him going into his parents' room. Uh, when I walked into their room, no door, so I guess they had no door on the room, I saw on the other side, that's sad when your parents don't have a door on the bedroom. It's like they're not banging at all. I mean, uh, or they, or are, they, they are. are. They're just fucking disgusting. And that's what the kid did. He just went into his static world to block it out that of his was memory. That was childhood oh. trauma. Yeah. yeah, this is just a disassociative state. <laughs> yeah. This is sad. So he said, he, uh, I saw on the other side of their bed a huge humanoid shape that looked like it was made of static from a TV, except the white was purple and kind of like when you rub your eyes through your eyelids. I immediately just laid down and went to sleep right there and woke up there in the morning. Don't think I ever told anyone about it until years later. I was three (laughs) or four, so it's possible my imagination just went nuts. Yeah, so can anybody in this room remember anything from when they were three or four? Yeah. I can remember a couple. I can remember Not when really. I was two or three, actually. So if you, I mean, if I walked into my parents' fucking, I'd probably... <laughs> you probably just... I would want to out. forget it, but I'm just saying, like, I think it's the... I, okay, my thought on this whole thing is, like, okay, if you're, like, watching something for a long time and you're kind of staring at it and you're, like, in a daze and you look somewhere else, you can kind of see the imprint of what it is yeah. you're looking at. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, like, that first story, the girl was running down the hallway... And she happened to be looking at like static or something, and she had or was rubbing her eyes, and then applied that to someone in the hallway and thought that it was a static Maybe. entity. Yeah. But it how did the, the how did the stand get thrown over? At because the same apparently her sister's got a problem with the coat stand. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I've seen static uh, recently, but it wasn't in the shape of a human. I was staying. This is weird. I was staying. Um, where was I? It was for a, a, a video shoot that I was doing. Uh, we actually we did it at an Airbnb and we stayed there the night because the next morning we were filming early and in the room it was really dark but there was like a bit of a moonlight or something coming in the window and when I would look in a certain direction it was like I it was like static it looked like a TV static the, the moon whole, did or no just... no the the room just the room in general like the my whole vision field of vision. It's so very strange. But how if I, much mushrooms were you on no, at the time? The, no it's, drugs it's, involved. It's funny that you say that because the next story, uh, the person described pretty much just exactly that. He would see this like static vision over things. Yeah. But I think I think that's actually a normal. Is it like uh, a I think that's a normal hypnagogic hallucination? It, uh, there's, if, uh, uh, there's a thing I was looking it up. Uh, if you look at the blue sky, if you look, if you concentrate carefully enough, you actually see all these little squiggly lines that's moving the all around. That's, that's I see that all the and time. And low yeah. blood sugar. That's, that's your. That's your. No, <laughs> I think it's the Get blood your moving, insulin, David. Yeah, I think it's your blood moving through your, um, your the capillaries. capillaries in your eyes. Yeah. I think oh my I, god, and I just got this picture of like things that look like capillaries on the yeah. screen. <laughs> so I think maybe something like that's related. For the skeptical, uh, for the paranormal, I don't have an explanation for what What do you think, be. Lauren? What is it? I don't, well, it's around young children, right? So my first thought is always like when it's like young children or like adolescent kids, my first thought is like uh, poltergeist. Boogeyman. No, poltergeist activity. It's Uncle Static Entity coming to visit <laughs> little Jimmy. <laughs> well, why, no. why do poltergeists hang around kids? Well, for like... A lot of the stuff that I've read about it is like it's just extra. It's like uncontrolled emotional energy. Oh, okay. Like it's not actually an extra they're just, being. They're just 
free. Yeah, they're just yeah emotionally more, emotionally more free or energetically more free. Okay. So shit goes down. So that's kind of where my mind goes when I think about stuff like interacting with kids like this. But I don't know, because it seems like there's more of a personality to these things than with regular poltergeist activity. Yeah, well, I mean, from what John's describing in the stories, it does sound like they're they're not necessarily, like, trying to inflict harm, because a typical poltergeist is, you know, the story that goes along with it is they're trying to create, like, instill fear mm -hmm. and, you know, show dominance and try to, like, actually make things happen. I think it's maybe a side effect of, like, maybe... Medication? Maybe, yeah, no, I think it's... <laughs> I think it's probably more of a side effect of, like, maybe some sort of, like, future, like, time viewing device or something. Oh, okay. Like, you know, maybe it's, like, the kid, they're like, oh, I want to, you know, look back in my childhood. You know, maybe in the future there's, like... You know, because it's, like, conceivable in science that you could, like, look back in time okay. and maybe it would make... Well, with quantum entanglement and all that, yeah. there's definitely a possibility that that's like true. Like, remote seeing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a device that lets you view into the past, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just got this image in my head of, what was the viewfinder thing? You had, like, the round disc you stuck in the red goggles. Oh, yeah. Oh, it had, like, the Disney, <laughs> yeah, like, the Disney pictures. <laughs> yeah. And you're just seeing, like, random snapshots. And, like, you see in the... the what you're looking at is, like, a... Because <laughs> it's, like, a scared child. <laughs> and then you go on Reddit and you post about it. You're right. Like, oh, right. That happened. It's like, ah. I scared myself. I really wonder about the privacy implications of like a tool like that. Like, there would have to be rules, right? Like, you well, Jesus can see me masturbate, so why would that be a why problem? Why can't I? Yeah. I want to watch myself masturbate when I'm three or four. But that does make me wonder. Like, if you can go back and look through time, like, you could go look at somebody on the shitter, like, you know, and they'd never know. <laughs> That's why it's John's true. bathroom scares me so much. Is I feel like there's something watching me. You'd let anybody watch you. A look and to. see, or for a fee. What was that thing <laughs> called? A look and view, or look and see? If uh, anybody knows what it's called, yeah. Sure. If anyone knows what those those red goggles. So, uh, I think it's a viewfinder. A viewfinder. Viewfinder. Okay. okay, I'll accept that. By Mattel. I, yeah. Viewfinder. By watch Mattel. people on the shitter by Mattel. <laughs> <laughs> Interdimensional <laughs> scat play. Ooh, nice. Ooh. All right, the last one I wanted to talk about is the uh, ghostly radio station that no one claims to run. Oh, oh this yeah. one is creepy. This is really creepy because this is true. So MDZHB has been broadcasting since 1982, and no one knows why. So that's an, that's the the signature of the radio station, I believe it's called. Mm. It's like, you know, all those letters, yeah. MDZHB. Uh, it sounds like a Russian word if you were to like say it all together. In the middle of a Russian swampland, not far from the city of St. Petersburg, is a rectangular iron gate. Beyond its rusted bars is a collection of radio towers, abandoned buildings, and power lines bordered by a dry stone wall. This sinister location is the focus of a mystery which stretches back to the height of the Cold War. It is thought to be the headquarters of a radio station, MDZHB, that no one has ever claimed to run. 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the last three and a half decades, it's been broadcasting a dull, monotonous tone. Every few seconds, it's joined by a second sound, like some ghostly ship sounding its foghorn. So, ace of bass. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like the beginning. I listened to this after I wrote the Mysteriousness theme, and I came back, I was like, kind of sounds like that. I it did is it. extremely I close. Oh, yeah. and thank you for writing that theme, by the way. Oh, no problem. Great new theme. Love thank it. You. Yeah, we sh thank I should have said that at the beginning of the show. I really like the new theme. Mm -hmm. uh, David, why don't you take this next part while I get this buffer music okay. that you sent me. Which part, right here? 
Yep. Uh, it's oh, thought, no, wait. Oh, this one. Oh, once or twice a week, a man or a woman will read out some words in Russian, such as dinghy or farming specialist. And that's it. Uh, anyone anywhere in the world can listen simply by tuning a radio to the frequency 4,625 kilohertz. We so should try that. like a CB radio. or But they have uh, online CB simulators. Yeah, yeah. Or not uh, ham radio simulators or whatever. Right, right. Uh, it's so enigmatic. Uh, it's as if it were designed with conspiracy theorists in mind. <laughs> Maybe it is. Uh, today, the station has an online following number in the tens of thousands. Who knew it? If uh, oh, who know it affectionately as the buzzer? It joins two similar uh, mystery stations, the Pip and the Squeaky Wheel, as their fans readily admit themselves they have absolutely no idea what they're listening to. So my thought on what this is, because this is some Russian thing from back in the when did you say it was the sixties? Whoa! Wow! From back in the sixties or something? Yeah, it started back in the sixties. I think it it's some like backup nuclear launch code sequence. Oh, like, probably. Yeah, so if they say the code word, whatever it is, not dinghy or farming specialist, but something else, and the missile silos go, oh, time to launch. So okay, That makes so, sense. So it's like if all of Russia, all of the Russians' government is wiped out, this thing is just going to launch all the nukes. Well, it's part the of the mutually assured destruction yeah. in reference to Because, I mean, they were still developing, like, the... The, the internet back in the day and that's that the, the internet came about because of nuclear war basically they wanted a way to connect to, to right, cities it was right. the intranet that was first started right right yeah like the internal military exactly and they wanted they wanted to branch off so if there was like a large hub that that got blown up they still wanted to be able to connect with everyone else where it, with phones and stuff you'd probably wouldn't be able so to do that so let's go and unplug the radio station and see if <laughs> this theory pans out oh that's not a good idea I don't think oops I don't know if radio stations would work right after a nuclear apocalypse, though, because of the EMP blast. I th- I That's would, true. I would think well, it would just zip it out. You have to also remember, even like in America, a lot of our nuclear programs are so antiquated as far as like mm-hmm. the the software that they're built on. Like if you look at some of the computer systems that they use yeah. for nukes, it looks like something from the seventies because they haven't updated it. Well, so they're, still yeah, they're, they're still on floppy disks. I, I, yeah, I saw what? on a Vice yeah. uh, on a Vice News documentary they had floppy disks about the size of like a record cover. Yeah, and then that was the thing that they pump into this giant cabinet sized computer to like do the to load the launch codes. And then they were talking about that the the nuclear football the password was one one it was six ones <laughs> because it was the only password that was easy for the president to remember oh my god so like yeah, because you don't is... want to be panicking and then not be able to remember the yeah password. like is it eight six seven five three oh nine i can't remember oh, like i'm the no. president of the united states like literally that's the one one of the main jobs you have is to remember the new codes <laughs> so like can you just imagine i thought he had a like a card that had the codes on it that he always kept on his person oh i don't know but can you imagine trump is it one 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 oh no. I, he would feed he one, would be the one that would fuck it two, up. Two, three. We have the four, best set of sequence five. of ones ever in the state of of the country. So uh, it says it's now today. It's transmitted from actually from two locations: the Saint Petersburg site and a location near Moscow. Bizarrely, after the collapse of the Soviet Union, rather than shutting down, the station's activity sharply increased. Yeah, uh, New, Eng- New England 03 says it sounds like a Cold War radio station. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and also says there's a few of these floating around out there that you can th- find being like uh, being rebroadcast. Yeah, later. yeah. Aren't there still like numbers stations that you can listen That's to? That's sort of what this is. Yeah. Why uh, is it New- so creepy though? 
Yeah, uh, and there's just something. Well, it's because it's, it's Russian. It's, it's, well, it's also radio. There's something creepy about radio because if there's no programming going on, it's usually static filled, and that's just it's just. Have you and ever, you don't have, and I think it's because it's on that loop. You don't have a like a like a, a mental connection to the sound that you're hearing, so mm-hmm. it's just like it's just so ominous and just eerie to me when I hear it. It's mm-hmm. I, I, it's like one of the things that does creep me out, even though it could just be like a mundane, natural thing. But right. still, like especially those ghost boxes that they'll play, it'll like pick up different oh, radio stations to say things. the words. That shit creeps me out. What like, what is this? Ghost box. A ghost box. Okay. It'll that? pick up on random radio frequencies oh, and then oh, the yeah, ghosts yeah. will use different frequencies from different stations you, to say words. Mm-hmm. So whatever someone's saying on the radio, like at one point, it'll draw in that word and you'll hear but it you'll it won't just be one concise sentence. It's various words yeah. from a different frequencies and it's creepy as fuck because oh, it's yeah. constantly like How do you skipping. get one of those? You can uh, buy them online. Amazon. Yeah. I want. I want a ghost box. Yeah, we should cool. get that one. Cool. Yeah, we should. Oh man, that would be great. We, we should get a ghost box a and a Ouija mic. board. Yes. Yeah, I, I remember. In this house, um, yes. We remember when we were on the cruise ship and we got uh, that app, that ghost hunting app. Yeah, and it was like the ghost was saying people died on the ship. What well, was saying? It was like fi- it said sailors and fire. And we we're like, holy shit! Because there was a there fire was on a, that ship in the room that I was staying in. In that area was where that fire was. Yeah, and you were also being spied on, right? Yeah. Well, that was a whole. That's a whole other story. Yeah. That's Lord, not, that's Lord had some very dedicated fans on that cruise ship. <laughs> yeah, I had only fans before she it was got a per- website. She got proposed to twice or three times. Three times. Three times. We were only on that ship for six months. So. <laughs> Damn, Lauren, what's your secret, girl? Uh, my secret is the key to a green card. That is my, ah. that is my secret. All right, so we're going to take and a she quick break, and then <laughs> we're going to come back uh, with Giants in our feature segment, Ooh. and then for uh, You Believe in What, we're going to be talking about a flat earth dating site. I Ooh. am so excited for that segment. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll be right back with Giants. Right now, back on the radar at a Tampa Bay park. He died here in 1978. <laughs> so you got Gilbert the Ghost after you? Gilbert the Ghost, yeah, great, great name. Who are you gonna call? Who are you gonna call? To me, it looked like a left kind to me. I gotta do a look up in a tree. Who else is left kind? Say yeah! Is something really out there? Out there. Three more U.S. senators received a classified briefing about UFOs Whoa. at the Pentagon. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations. You could be a crackhead who got hold to the wrong stuff. I like the most scariest, terrifying thing I've seen All right, welcome back to Mysteriousnesses. Uh, sorry for all the technical difficulties at the beginning of the show. We're trying to update all this stuff and just make make it a better experience for the viewer, especially the live viewers. We're definitely concentrating on that now. So 
excuse all these little hiccups that we keep having. No, I'm not excusing it. Unacceptable. <laughs> all right. 40 lashes. Yes. Well, that's that's Lauren's other job, so. <laughs> if she gets paid a lot She's more the for head that than you here. Have, you have to pay me for it first. Head mistress of mysteriousness. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I suggested the topic of giants for our feature segment, and Hugh decided to research the, the Nephilim. Well, But you, it goes hand in hand. Okay, so here's the thing. John sent me a link to a Facebook group talking about the Neph, Nephilim, which is <laughs> a Hebrew word, and I thought we were going to be specifically talking about them in particular. So I went ahead and took 30 minutes of my day today and plagiarized quite a few things <laughs> to talk about here about the Nephilim, which is where the giants came from. Which, this is the, the origin story of the giants. And there is some validity in the sense of it, they are mentioned in Scripture three times. So in the Bible... Uh, they are mentioned three times. So basically, from what I have stolen from various YouTube videos, <laughs> um, so the, uh, Ken Ham says that they are dinosaurs. Uh, okay, that are fighting dinosaur fighting humanoids. Um, yeah, I did hear that one theory that uh, that we just didn't put the dinosaur bones together correctly, and they really should just be man shaped. Yeah. So I'm a big like fan that. of that one. I think we should try it. That yeah, sounds why not? Fuck. They should have like a puzzle game at the Smithsonian <laughs> Online. Like, can you rearrange these bones to a different shape? See, but then all the autistic kids would get it right, and then we'd have a problem. Uh, okay. <laughs> <And this> disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> um, some refer to the ne okay, so they can either be called the Nephilim or the Nephilim. Uh, some refer to them as fallen angels or giant rock monsters. I guess there was a reference to giant rock okay, monsters in, in the movie Noah. Yeah, I was just gonna say in Darren in Aronofsky's Noah, they're like rock monsters. Yeah, they're like Gollum type yeah, figures. Yeah. It's really how people describe me. It's either Fallen Angel or Rock Monster. It's no in between. <laughs> Lauren Nephilim. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was rock. I think it was a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's where mysteriousness is after dark. <laughs> um, and then the the mundane variant of who the Nephilim are are a hybrid offspring of humans and angels. So the Nephilim are only mentioned two to three times in the Bible. Uh, Nephilim in Hebrew translates to the fallen ones. Okay. And if you actually take the etymology of that word apart, it actually stems down further to fallen in death, referring to hero heroic warrior warriors or the killed ones. Um so that's why a lot of people think that they're like basically fallen angels or the descendants of fallen angels. Right. So the first mention of the Nephilim is in reference to in Genesis 6-4. So after listing Adam's descendants and then right before the flood story of Noah, they were referred to as the sons of God who bared children with human women. So basically, here's your equation. Product of the sons of God. So angels plus human women equals the Nephilim. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, and I mean, there's a lot of cultures that have stories about uh, women uh, procreating with like gods or you know, yeah, the Babylonians, demigods. the Greeks. Um, yeah, the Greeks. Romans. There's a lot of variants in reference to because a lot of these stories stem from similar myth and lore and whatnot. Um, and then the other appearance of the reference to the Nephilim is in Numbers 13.1. After the Jews escaped Egypt in Exodus and fled to uh, Canaan, 
Um, and then this is a quote from the Bible, in case y'all want to know. The land we have gone through as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people that we saw were of great size. There we saw the Nephilim, the Anakites come from the Nephilim, and to ourselves we seem like grasshoppers, and so we seem to them. So basically they're describing how big how these are. people are. Describing like 30 foot tall human beings. Right. And it also, if you, in the context of the Bible, that means they also survived the flood, because this was right before, or right after the uh, flood They just story. had to stand there. Yeah. Yeah, because in Exodus, that's when the Jews... Well, I thought, I thought, well, at least, okay, that was the movie that I was watching. I thought that wiped all them out. I well, these that's... are the descendants of the Nephilim themselves, oh, okay. the Anakites. Okay. Um, and then the other thing is, um, they were also mentioned a third time in Ezekiel, which mentions the death and afterlife in the Hebrew religion. And basically, they would go to a place called Sheol, which is kind of like a Valhalla-type place where the giants uh, or warriors that were uncircumcised would go to after they died. So if you have an uncut <laughs> penis, you're going to Sheol. <laughs> Hope you all enjoy it. Well, it's funny that you say that, because well, the Valhalla reference, because the, um, the, the Norse people also believed in giants as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and especially in North, Norse mythology, and I'm not an expert on this, but there are vari variations to where you go when you die. So Valhalla would be like the hot, that would be like the heaven, in a sense, for them, where you, the, only the best warriors would go. If you right. died in battle, if you were like it's a like martyr. It's tier one heaven. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You had to die a glorious, like, battle it's death. It's the best honor. There. Death. Yeah, yeah, an honorable man would go there that was a, or woman because the women would fight as well, right. the Norse women. Um, so yeah, it's very similar as far as the the origin of the history. Um, and then the other place that's in a non-canonical sense as far as where this was mentioned outside of the Bible was in the Dead Sea Scrolls, which we were talking about nice. the last time, is in the Book of Enoch. They are referenced that the Nephilim um, were basically um, demigods of heroic people that were of divine origin. So there's your quick little five-minute intro into the Nephilim. So I I was not a big fan of the topic because I thought it was just kind of like crazy stuff, but I didn't... Looking back in reference to the Bible and stuff, like there is reference to this. So oh, Hugh's sold on this now. Yeah, no, I'm fully down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I am a giant believer, and you know, it this takes is... like four memes before Hugh will believe it. <laughs> Not even four, <laughs> Th maybe two and a quarter. Like even, I don't have to read the third one. Like it's it's just it just have to giant on the meme. Yeah. Well, really, read it. You know what really sold me on this is I'm just curious, like how giant were their penises, right? Mm. Oh, because yeah, well. that's that's what everybody in the chat's asking. Yeah, look, yeah. everyone say <laughs> how. Real question how and they were uncircumcised so you know you, you can make a like a little tent out of it there's a lot of hummus in the nephilim <laughs> if you know what i'm talking about so yeah um uh, the the uh the running conspiracy theory is that there was like in the 1800s and 1900s like uh archaeologists found Actual remains of right. these giants, right? So, and not 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 only just remains, but they found them in America specifically. America, there's a ton in America in the Northeast, and they found them all over the world, uh, aside from America too. Yeah, skulls, yeah. fragments of bodies, like uh, uh, beings that were like or people that were of like seven to eight feet tall. Yeah. Right, and then at a certain point, it's uh, like all this stuff was like documented in like newspapers and stuff. You know, so it was like stuff that archaeologists were finding in specifically in America mounds, and you know, because there's a ton of Native American mound builders all across America. Mm -hmm. So, uh, at a certain point, 
And conspiracy theorists blame this on the Smithsonian. Uh, all of these uh, discoveries started becoming debunked. So there's the conspiracy that the Smithsonian is, cur- is keeping this information from us for some reason. And well, they course. supposedly destroyed the skulls of giants as well. That's another um, article, too, that we were reading. Well, I could see. Is that supposed to be a real photo of the... That does not look like an excavation at all. It looks like someone dug a little shallow grave and then threw a I think this fake bone in it. It's supposed to be like... I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it was supposed to be like ground. Did they buy a skeleton from the Spirit Halloween <laughs> store <laughs> yeah. and just like threw it in there? Put some dirt on not it. Not this year. Got to get it online. Oh, wow. No, no way spirit. To, way to... Bring me down. Sorry. Now, we have a lot of mound, uh, uh, Indian burial mounds in Florida. Mm-hmm. We have one. Uh, well, it's not a burial mound, but it's a mound. Yeah. I, I remember my uh, thesis for American literature. I did my thesis on a journal from a Spanish explorer. Uh, I forget what his real name was, but the the native people called him uh, basically cowhead, Cabeza de Baca. Mm. And, um, the guy on the radio? Yeah, the guy on the radio. Cowhead. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was funny that they had the same name. But yeah, he's the very first uh, explorer to land in Tampa Bay. Oh, and okay. Not even on purpose. It was from a hurricane, and he was stranded. And basically, the journal is a story of him walking from Florida to uh, central Texas over the course of 11 years. Damn. Uh, That's interesting. The part that relates to this is uh, one of the... Uh, one of the journal entries, or several of the journal entries, he would talk about uh, their party being attacked by uh, native Floridians, you know, and this is like, I, I believe this is in uh, the 1500s or the 1600s, something like that. Well, when, when did Ponce de Leon supposedly find it was the, like, the, East, 14, the West early Indies? 15s, I think. So okay, this yeah. is like probably in the 1500s, and he reported that there were normal-sized men attacking them, but there was also giant men attacking Ooh. them. So like seven, eight foot tall men with... I uh, think he was just a soy boy and he couldn't yeah. handle the pressure, <laughs> so he had to make up a story. Yeah, well, the, the, I think the Europeans were a lot smaller than the, at least the Native North Americans. Uh, oh yeah, everyone back in the day was like five, six. Yeah, yeah. people were a lot shorter. Yeah. So, but, but he reports uh, that these guys had like giant bows. You know? Yeah. That could, like, shoot arrows through, like, that conquistador breastplate armor. Oh, God. And that were, the, 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 the arrows were shot with such force that they would actually go through, like, medium-sized oak trees. And oh, yet he seemed to survive walking from Florida to Texas. Well, out of a party. That means he had to go through Alabama, Mississippi, <laughs> Louisiana. That's a lot of them as, as a Hispanic man, that would never happen Him, today. Not only that, but just the, just the fact that he's walking through there in the 1500s <laughs> and surviving everything that would come across his path through that entire trek is is phenomenal Bigfoot, in and of itself. Yeah. It was, it was only him out of a part. I don't know how many people were on the ship, but the ship uh, was wrecked by a storm. But out of a party of like probably like 50 or so, he, him and one other guy were the only survivors. Wow. Man, this guy had shit luck. And just think, yeah, he went through <laughs> Biloxi and everything and didn't lose his Dude, Biloxi savings. smells like shit. <laughs> you ever driven through Biloxi? Yeah. It it smells like literally you could take that poop stain that we're talking about in Antarctica. Yep, it's in Biloxi. We could not. You cannot differentiate them if you put the two on a map and looked at them side by side. Same thing. Mm-hmm. That's a real mystery. Is why it smells so bad. It, there is a a high stench there. Yeah. 
So here's some uh, excerpts from a book called The Ancient Giants Who Ruled America. Yeah. This part is... This uh, is a really interesting article. This part is uh, from uh, a section called Of Coneheads and Kings. Uh, it says, In many respects, the West Virginia mounds are key to understanding the true story of the giants who once ruled America. The West Virginia mounds, also known as The Hills Have Eyes. Have you guys no. ever seen the movie? Okay. Not only are the West Virginia mound sites in uh, Charleston, uh, Wheeling, and Moundsville some of the most significant in size and number in the United States, but in 1883, the Smithsonian dispatched a team of archaeologists to the South Charleston Mound, led by Colonel Morris of the Smithsonian, to conduct an extensive dig of the 50 mounds they found there and issue a detailed report. The report shows quite clearly that the team uncovered numerous giants, one of which was 7 foot 6 tall and decorated with six heavy copper bracelets on each wrist and on his shoulder uh, were large plates of mica. In another mound, they found a circle of ten skeletons surrounding another giant skeleton, as well as underground vaults, various copper and mica ornaments, religious items, pipes, and spearheads. Again, this is how West ta- Virginia, so you're going to find some pipes. <laughs> how, tall, how tall is Shaq, by the way? Seven, is he seven? seven two? Shaq is definitely seven. a descendant of the giants. Yeah. I, listen, I, sc- I scoured the internet, yeah. and I did some uh, Ancestry.com searching. Okay. Okay, here's a few people that I found that could potentially be related to the giants, okay? Okay. okay. Ah. So the first one... Um, are I these, could, these are celebrities. Celebrities, yeah. So I couldn't get my hands on Wendy Williams' 24 and Me results, <laughs> but... She definitely has that mandibular structure of a large, giant woman. Um, The Rock. Yeah. Howard Stern. These are all very large. Is Howard Stern tall? Because he's always sitting down. Howard Stern is six foot five. Wow. wow. And he's also a descendant of the Israelites because he is Jewish. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe there was some inbreeding going on there, some, or, you know, between the (laughs) tribes. I don't know. I'm just saying, this is what the internet told me. Don't hold it against me. (laughs) RuPaul, as we were talking about earlier. Um, The brother from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, yeah. He's quite Cro Magnon looking. (laughs) And then Freddie Mercury. Definitely part angel. Um, he's really not that tall, but he's got a lot of teeth. Yeah, he's yeah. like there's a heavy dental presence in that <laughs> Who is the tallest celebrity you found? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay, uh, I'm gonna assume it's Wendy Williams when she's wearing heels. Uh, but anyways, back to John. That celebrity. that was my uh, intro like, to extremely ancient human remains have been found throughout New York State and New England that date back at least nine thousand uh, to nine thousand BC. In a report from the Syracuse Herald American in 1983, so this one's pretty recent compared to some of the other ones, uh, anthropologists from the Buffalo Museum of Science, uh, 14,000 artifacts were dug up from a site called Phoenix Hill in a county historical report report called A History of Livingston County, New York, published in 1824, reported that in 1811, an Indian mound on Mount Morris, uh, rude metals, pipes, and Articles were uncovered in association with the remains of a giant of enormous size, the jawbone of which was so large that Adam Hoslander placed it mask-like over his own chin and jaw. So that's like a jawbone of like this big. That's that's oh that's huge. Yeah, at least eight to ten feet, I would yeah, say. Yeah, maybe because you're pretty tall. I mean, what are you like six one six? I'm like six two on my driver's license. Um. <laughs> So again, John. How many, how many did they find? Did are you say? circumcised, John? <laughs> I am. Oh, see, listeners need. You're to not know. going to Sheol. <laughs> I'm under circumcised. No, he so. is. 
No, shields for the uncircumcised oh, warrior. Because oh, oh, oh. you were you were a warrior. That's so true. you're oh, not I'm, going I'm to shield. Circumcised, He's though, going so to Valhalla. Still got a little bit left. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. you can go to Valhalla. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. The skeletons were said to be in a perfect state of preservation and that the men uh, were of gigantic stature, some of them measuring nine feet, very few of them being less than seven feet. Later, the report notes that a lost city was found on a farm in Dunville, New York, in association with two tons of charcoal and various implements indicating the site of an ancient forge. Further digging revealed axes, tomahawks, beads, and several smoking pipes, some engraved with dogs' heads. Giant skeletons were also unearthed, uh, the skulls of which are of enormous size and all manner of shape, some being twice the size of a normal human. So that's like, you know, 16 feet tall, you know? No. No, quite. that would be no, no, twice the size, like 10 to 12 feet 10 to 12 tall. Feet this tall? is why I wish humans had dick bones. Because then we could have found out like how big their dicks were. That's Listen, now Lauren and I are on the same wavelength. Yeah. <laughs> we need, these are really serious questions that I need to know the answers to. Because not only did they destroy the skulls, but the potential dick bones that went along with these giants. You know what? That's what I want to believe. The giants, they had dick bones. For sure. We just got to find them. They've probably dick been mistaken bones, for like T-Rex like ribs or something. <laughs> uh, I looked it up, by the way. Tallest celebrity is Pe- uh, Peter Mayhew, guy who played Chewbacca. Ah. That's oh. Raiders name, seven foot two. And Brad Garrett, the brother on Everyone, Lo- uh, Everyone Loves Oh, Raymond. he has a name? Yeah, he's six foot eight. <laughs> brother oh, I didn't know that. Um, now, this doesn't have like, I mean... Basketball players are usually a lot taller, so they don't. These are just actors, I guess. I guess, yeah, they don't consider basketball players celebrities. Um, they said uh, out of out of the seven point two five billion people in the world, twenty eight hundred of them are seven feet or tall or better. So that's one, that's that's a minuscule amount of yes, people. That's one in every one point six million people are over seven feet tall. I so. also heard that supposedly that the people that are of RH negative blood descendant or, or RH negative blood you have a negative blood type, you are a descendant of the Anunkai or whatever. Anunnaki. Or the Anaki, mm-hmm. which is basically the descendants of the Nephilim. So Oh I got on uh what is it? Anun and how do you say that? Anunnaki. Anunnaki. I got on Anunnaki TikTok the other day. Did you across. really? I don't know how, but I stumbled That's across it. That's a rare it. one. I like it. <laughs> yeah. It's a rare TikTok. Were they dressed in uh, rare fabrics and silks? And they were talking all about it. This, Have this you woman. stumbled across the August 27th TikTok yet? No, I don't know what that is. There's a rare sound on TikTok that doesn't have a time. It's really fucking creepy sounding. Okay. And uh, whenever you stumble across it, it's a video saying you've been chosen August 27th is when it happens. And I've gotten this, I've gotten this like different posts. So is that when the radio station gets unplugged? Maybe. That's <laughs> oh, it. Oh man, we're fucked. And yeah. it says fire the It could missiles. just be disclosure. It could be disclosure. <laughs> fire the missiles. But yeah. Like, <laughs> Alaska can come too. Yeah. We'll see so, what happens August 27th. So uh, copper helmeted giants rule. There have been a number of intriguing finds in Indiana over the years, including the discovery of eight skeletons, one clad in copper armor, buried in a perfect circle. In 1888, the Logan Grays, a military group led by A.M. Jones, were conducting military exercise on, exercises on a small island on Eagle Lake near Warsaw, Indiana. Under a flat stone, they discovered a hole that led to an entrance to a secret cave that was 25 feet long, 15 feet wide, and 8 feet deep. Inside was the skeleton of a 6'9 giant buried next to a stream that led to what was called a sacred pool. That's interesting. Uh, in 1889, near uh, Kiwana, 
Standing stones were found on a mound, and underneath another giant was unearthed while, uh, while in Whitlock, Indiana. Another giant was found in association with a group buried in a seated position. One of the largest finds on record was reported in A History of Jennings County, Indiana, published in 1885. It was reported that in 1881, a nine-foot-tall skeleton was unearthed in a local mound, along with a body of a blonde-haired child. And finally, these are all the Indiana ones, in 1912, an enormous jaw was dug up that had double rows of teeth, that's weird, and unique characteristic of some giants discovered in other parts of the country as well. So the double rows of teeth is like a giant thing. See, I don't want to hear about these giants, quote-unquote, that are under nine feet, because we have them here. Give me those. Give me those yeah, eleven-foot giants. That's, I need thirty-foot giants. Yeah, I need thirty-foot. But it was foot just a storm giant. It was that's just like assumed for. that everybody, uh, you know, ten thousand yeah. years ago was like four feet tall. Yeah, five feet tall. You know, well, I think right. it's, it's probably just a gene or something, some sort of recessive gene that only pops up in one in every one point something million people. And back then, in eighteen hundred, the they world probably fucking was a stoned them to death and yeah. like buried yeah. them in like a weird way and like sacrificed. Well, them. Well, so one of the things that I found uh, earlier was the. Um, uh, Roman Emperor Maximilius t- something or other, I forget his name, but he was eight feet tall, actually. Really? Really? Yeah. yeah. Eight feet? Eight feet. That's, that's what they said. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I saw that, but I didn't read that. Roman Emperor There were so many things in it there. It is Max, Maximinus Thrax. His name is Thrax. That's a, hell that's of a name. badass name yeah. right there. Badass name for an eight foot tall dude with a sword? Yeah. yeah. Given supreme command of the Imperial Army and given. Yeah, I don't think there was a choice in the matter. He took it. Stood over. Uh, Does it say how big his penis was? (laughs) I can only imagine. I mean When the day comes (laughs) I don't know why. So a lot of these uh, a a lot of these burial mounds are uh, uh, the theory is that they're related to ancient, like super ancient copper mines that these giants like worked, or maybe possibly forced humans to work. So like orcs in Lord of the Rings, or yeah. uh, what was Gimli? What a was, dwarf. A dwarf. Like didn't they they mine the? But they were tiny. Yeah, yeah they were tiny. But that, I mean, that's another segment that we could do sometime. Is there's a whole race of Hobbit people that have supposedly yeah, like lived the on inner Earth. world? I think we talked people. about that on a recent. Did we? Oh, okay, or maybe a year ago or so. Don't you subscribe and listen? Don't you when smash the like button? <laughs> yeah. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. <laughs> it's, it's your boy, David the Day. Smash that like button and subscribe and hit the bell so you know. So a lot of like a lot of these mounds, uh, uh, well, with the whole copper thing, there's like like they found they, they found a ton of evidence in the, in the United States that there were these huge copper mines, but they don't know where that copper went. Oh. oh, that's creepy. So I don't know, like aliens, or maybe Spaceships. there was, maybe there was like a, there was some, some sort of meth head alien that yeah, was like alien. stripping the copper and then out and <laughs> selling it for crack. That's and then the, yeah, I mean, the Andromeda Galaxy. Profession. Do you think there's a giant buried at uh, Philippi Park? We. Is for, there a for mound there? Who don't yeah. know, there is an Indian mound. Oh, let's go dig it up. There is an Indian Native American mound over at Philippi Park. It's a park near where we live. Maybe there's a giant buried in it. Maybe Ryan Philippi has some explaining to do. <laughs> yeah, they named the park after the one guy that wasn't supposed to be buried there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, is it like is it like 
Uh, it's not a burial mound, but that doesn't mean there isn't something buried. There. It's a big, tall mound. Have you yeah. never seen it? I've been to Philippi Park, but I've never seen the mound. That's where you go to Philippi Park. Well, it's we like need 25 to... feet tall. All right, well, yeah. I'm going to bring some black onyx for protection. <laughs> yeah. I'll light a candle, say a <laughs> prayer, and then we're digging that bitch up. I don't, I don't think that's enough protection to dig uh, up If we have the mayor of Palm mound. Harbor, I believe that's all the protection I'm going to need. With the power vested in the mayor of Palm Harbor. Yep. We can dig up we'll this burial mound. No, that's in Safety Harbor. They're a competitive, oh. they're a fierce rival. Oh, we don't fuck with the mayor there. No, no, no. 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 They're not into the mysteriousness as pop. I bet they don't like and smash no. the subscribe button. <laughs> they too, like to keep their they've secrets. They've got the Safety Harbor spa. They're too they're too hoity toity. Hoity toity over <laughs> there. So here's a, this is what the author says is the uh, most colorful c- account of a uh, uh, giants as if the others were uh, vague and monotone. They were just basic giant uh, discoveries. Uh, so he said uh, there's a wide-ranging and colorful account I came across. Uh, it was called The Natural and Aboriginal History of Tennessee by Dr. John Haywood, which was first published in 1823. Haywood combines an exhaustive first-person account of his many astonishing discoveries in combination with an excellent overview of the previous historical finds in the area. Among his amazing discoveries are accounts of giants found in a walled spring, caves with stones that rolled away containing more giants, and four upright standing stones that formed a square box inside of which was the body of another giant. About ten miles from Sparta, a skeleton eight feet tall was found in association with a perfectly smooth and round stones in an ancient child's toy set. Oh, and an ancient toy set. Not in. Maybe the bones were the child's toys, and the giants were actually or, or, bigger than we thought. Or it was the child was the toy. Oh, dun dun dun! Children were the toys so all along. It says perhaps his most amazing finds were the tiny mounds that contained caskets of the three-foot-tall moon-eyed children, who are the pygmies that were said to accompany the giants. The three-foot-tall pygmies were originally said to have come from North Carolina. And let <laughs> Not his... that we literally just figured that out before he fucking <laughs> read it. That's a little crazy. What is moon-eyed? What is that? Uh, I'm going to say, uh, you ever seen that show, uh, Deadwood? Oh. They called them celestials. <laughs> oh, uh, the Asian people. Yeah, that's yeah. what they call. I'm wondering oh, if they were no. a- like yeah. Native oh, American. Maybe. Wow, that's. Yeah. Th- I'm just. But that's where that's. But where, that's what they called them in the show. And that's where, from what I've read, the Hobbit race of people were over in like East Asia. Oh. Okay. So that makes sense. I think they found them in an island off of New Zealand. Oh really? I like think the so. head. So they were hobbits. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's true. Yeah, or... it was a documentary. Down in Tasmania. Down in Tasmania. So uh, Cherokee lore recounts that they waged war against uh, uh, these moon-eyed people and drove them from their home in Hisaasi, a village in Murphy, North Carolina, in and west into Tennessee. In addition to numerous giants and pygmies, Haywood discovered grave goods including bloody axes, a stone trumpet hunting horn. Carved mastodon bones, soapstone statues, and pipes. That sounds like my sex toy collection underneath my bed. <laughs> yes. In a cave on the south side of the Cumberland River, a secret room was discovered that was 25 foot square and showed sign of uh, engineering, as it contained a large rock-cut well, as well as the skeleton of a blonde-haired giant outside of Sparta. How do they know or, it was blonde-haired? 
I guess the hair in a lot of these accounts, like the the bodies, still have hair on them. Yeah, I noticed there was a couple of them from the other articles I was reading that they did say that there was hair, but they didn't specify that they actually saw the hair. Like I'm assuming they did, but to preserve hair, I mean, even in like the mummies in Egypt, and they were you know experts at preserving bodies, they didn't have hair. Right. The mummies usually like up in the mountains in South America have hair because I guess because of the cold maybe because of the cold or maybe lack of oxygen. Oh yeah, because oxygen is what's going to eat. A lot of the mummies away. in South America were mummified just by like somebody going up there and then just sitting down to die and then, mm, and then like a cat never, and then just never <laughs> yep. moving. Yeah, I think the I think the theory was that they did it on purpose as like a tribute of some sort. But anyway, uh, blonde-haired giant. Outside of Sparta, a standing stone was discovered that marked the burial of more oversized skeletons. In another burial at the top of a nearby hill, carved ivory beads were found of the finest and best quality. While in a dig at Ohio Falls, Roman coins depicting Claudius II and Maximus... Is that the same Maximinus, guy? Maximinus, the second guy. Yeah. Yeah, Maximinus, the second Thrax. one. Covered. Thrax. I only remember Thrax and I think of Thorax mm-hmm. and he's like eight feet tall, so it must have been huge. So he must have like a like a sixteen pack. Yeah. Oh yeah. You could climb it. So I do I do find that super <laughs> interesting that they said that Maximinus was a giant and then they found some of his coins that he minted in the Americas alongside giants. Yeah, that is ah. interesting. Well, I remember reading, I forget the exact um, theory that it's, I think it's called the circumpolar theory, and it goes back to, like, the clan of the cave bear, where there was, like, this one theory that they come up with that apparently people were actually crossing land bridges to come to the Americas way before earlier than what we even think. Yeah. And um, I think it's called the circumpolar theory. And there was the the bear shamans that believe that the bear we we descended from bears, and that there's a traditional there's like an underlying general consensus of like shamanic practice. If you go back to the earliest religions of all the countries around the world, stem from that same thing. So the fact that that could have existed years and years and years, you know, eons before, uh, you know, th- what we're talking about now, just tells me that people were communicating and exchanging information and trading and traveling, you know, way before right, we right. thought, especially to the Americas. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's crazy to think that and that they're finding Roman coins in North America is just... Yeah. That's wild. Because we're taught in school that, you know, everything was so partitioned and compartmentalized. Right, right. Nobody could get to anybody. You know, it was Christo- Christopher Columbus that found America, which really is not true. It's not true yeah. at, at all. It is fundamentally I mean, there's incorrect. evidence that the Norse people were here. Leif a- Erikson. I remember that from school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, they, they found Vikings uh, Viking boats from... Boats and, like, ru- long, they had, like, carved yeah, runic symbols in Canada and yeah, shit. Mm-hmm. Up yeah, up in, like, Newfoundland or something, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, those those Vikings are fucking crazy. They're like, yeah, we know there's something that way. Let's just yeah. try it. They didn't. They were not flat earthers at all. No. They did not <laughs> care about the edge of the earth. <laughs> that actually uh, kind of brings us to our next segment. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think I'm excited to talk about this. This is our segment uh, called You Believe in What? 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 You what? what? We got to get some music for that, too. Yeah, we got to yeah. get some music. But, um, you believe in what? That's it. That's <laughs> I believe in you. Yeah, maybe it should be kind of a... <laughs> that was my tribute to Michael Jackson. Um, my Venmo is Hugh underscore Carrie 22 if you'd like to send me some cash <laughs> for that beautiful rendition. 
Uh, let me find the article here. I'm so excited because I really need help dating, so I feel like this is gonna help me. This, out. You're gonna date. You're gonna have Earther? like 17 guys on you to like, or no, there's like one. Go woman. on. Your first time. Go on. I listen. Yep. <laughs> we're gonna be competing. <laughs> <laughs> so they have. Uh, how do you find love when you believe the Earth is flat? Well, the answer is flat Earth singles. Go to a Earthers Trump rally. Find love. What? FlatEarthSingles.com is the hottest new dating website. <laughs> It's not even new. In uh, 2015, Brian Dolan decided not to pay for a digital TV subscription, reasoning that he could find all of his entertainment for free online. Torrent. He's not lying. Yeah. yeah. yeah that is a, factual so far. Yeah. It was a life-changing moment. He ended up spending a lot of time watching conspiracy videos and kept seeing pop-ups for videos made by people who believe the Earth is flat. Okay. I thought it was the stupidest thing ever, says Dolan, who is 39 and lives in Niagara Falls. See, this is, okay, this is his downfall. He should have stopped there when he said, I thought this is the stupidest thing ever. Yep. Yeah, don't keep watching the videos. Yeah, but then That's how they get that you. quickly changed, it says. It, it did. Yeah, this is a common occurrence. Someone investigates conspiracy theories on YouTube. They dismiss Flat Earth as ridiculous. They're converted, often after watching the Flat Earth Clues video by the community's poster boy, uh, Mark Sargent. The same thing happened to Dolan. Within a few weeks, he had, as the Flat Earth community puts it, woken up. He's woke. He's woke. He's woke. It's like people all around the world believe this, guys, okay? All around the globe. Yes. <laughs> Dolan describes himself as a socially awkward, uh, as socially awkward, and didn't have a girlfriend until his early 20s. He didn't need to tell no. us that. I no. mean, that was basically rhetorical. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like we're all in the same wavelength. Other than a short relationship a few years later, nothing has really stuck. And the fact that him and his mom were close does not count. <laughs> and that she's uh, in his closet deteriorating. They, they no longer speak because she believes the earth is round, so he had to disown, him, disown her from the family. <laughs> he believes becoming a flat earther has affected his romantic life. But hold on, he said that he was 39 before he found out about this, and he only had like two girlfriends. I, feel, I actually kind of feel kind of bad for him. Yeah. So wait, I have a quick question for you guys. If everybody here in this room was single and you were dating someone and they told you that they believed that the earth was flat and were straight up serious about it, would you continue dating them? N O No. Is, is everything Probably else cool? Lauren's <laughs> like, how big's this dick? Yeah, how how big's the dick? <laughs> or tits. But like is if if everything else was cool, like if they were super supportive and loving and like, you know, they could talk to I'm sure they wouldn't care that I believe in ghosts, you know? So I don't know. Don't you think, I mean. It doesn't hurt Don't you anyone. think that would carry over into other aspects of your life? I you don't. Honestly, I feel like most flat earthers are trolls. I don't think they actually I believe. Do, oh, I no. do think that. No, I, I think it, that's when You we need first to venture start, onto YouTube more. I think when we more. first started talking about this, maybe like six, eight years ago, I think that was the case. Yeah. But now it is not. Yeah, they've become the Borg. They've like, they're assimilating Ugh. people and you can't get away from it. Yeah, it's this whole this this whole anti science. I don't know. Really I think just... I would. I, I I think I would be okay with it, honestly. Would you? So but if Leah would... told you tomorrow, I've converted to flat eartherism. But I would just I would prove it to her. I would just 
pay for a hot what, air balloon what, ride. Yeah, what if you proved it to them and they still didn't believe it? They're like, this is this is just a holograph. I would just I, then I would be done probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I <laughs> okay. I do believe this can... is a holograph because if you look at the whole new thing that's come out about black holes, there is a very good chance we are living on a two dimensional plane in a holograph. But I'm not going to get into well, that. See, that's okay. <laughs> I'm willing to accept that, but not that the Earth is flat. <laughs> I mean, technically, everything's flat if we're living in a hologram, right? <laughs> flat world. True, yeah. flat world. No, I like it, though, because like, I, I kind of want to try this out because I have the perfect like tagline for my profile. It's like, the Earth is flat, but I am not. I think that's like perfect. Right? <laughs> no, it's like we're saying. Yeah. The Earth is flat, but my chest is not. Exactly. I got these titties have hemispheres, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> it's perfect. Well, can I not say that on Twitter? No, you can. Oh, you know. You oh, can. okay. It's educational. It's educational. So, uh, it's, fla- yeah, flat earthers compare their belief to a religion. Though it is a cult-like religion. It is. They said though you shouldn't hit someone over the head with it. It is so important that you should mention it early to a potential potential partner. Dolan says. It's like, I, listen, David. I know we're dating, but I got, I gotta let you know. <laughs> I'm a flat earther. And they're like, oh god, I thought you were gonna say. And I also have AIDS. <laughs> oh, <and her> <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can handle the AIDS, but the flat Earth shit's got to go. Uh, Dolan says he doesn't know how many flat earthers are in his area. And anyway, he thinks 95% of female flat earthers are in a relationship. Oh, too bad. The best well, ones are always taken. Yeah. Once a friend made and operated a profile for him on the dating site Plenty of Fish, which mentioned that Dolan is a flat earther. A few people were interested, but Dolan asked that he take it down. I'm not good at the game, he says. He faces an unusual but not unique challenge. How do you find love when you think the earth is flat? That's a great question. That's such a great question. Okay, so if you... NASCAR, Trump rallies. uh, Yeah, look for people who don't wear masks. (laughs) People who don't wear masks. Sturgis, uh, North Dakota. (laughs) Wyoming. Wyoming. You know... I told John I went to the website, and then I kept getting these pop-ups saying, meet hot local retards in your area. <laughs> no. Really? I don't think you no, can say retard, though. Um, R-words. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what you saw. Okay, so that's fine. This is factual. So it, pop- this is, it was a true pop-up. I don't pop-up. even know how much I want to read of this. This whole it, like this sounds like an entire Onion article. I think people should just go to this website. Oh, is he with someone now? This is a different guy. There's oh. several guys that have uh, been trying to find love Paige on Wendell. I honestly don't... Has anyone ever met a woman that believes the Earth is flat? I haven't. I haven't either. I have not. That's why I'm saying. I don't see you. I don't Lauren, think... you could be the flat Earth honeypot. But, I, I mean, I could lie about it. I don't think I've I met... I humor them. Uh, 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 ...any person that seriously believes... That I legitimately know, believes it? I know a comic that is a flat earther. I know... Do, I, do we know who they are? Oh, yeah. I know a really? I know a tube earther, Jared. Jared, Jared is tube earth. I mean, I had a guy. I mean, I had the the one guy hit on me who was a flat earther. Oh yeah, he tried to dip kiss you after saying like, "Look at how yeah. flat it is out there." We you were can't even we see were flyering the- for this show that I was promoting, <laughs> and so I made the mistake of going into this parking garage with him, and we were putting up flyers on each level of the parking garage. When we got to the top level of the parking garage, he pointed out to the bay. We were down in St. Pete, and he pointed no. over to Clearwater to where the power plant is, and he goes. How far away do you think that power plant is? Oh, for Christ's sake. And I was like, oh, 
I don't know, 15 miles maybe. I have no idea how far away that is. He goes, let me get my sextant out and get no, a, a good glimpse. He starts doing some like Rain Man math. He's like 25,000 by and he goes, yeah, no way the earth is flat. And then he grabs me. Or no way the earth is round. Oh yeah, no way the earth is round. Then he grabs me and tries to dip kiss me. I swear it happened in that the order. The weirdest stuff happens to you. None of it good. <laughs> like, That's why? It's just weird. Um, do you know where this man resides? No, thank God. So it's very possible he had escaped from an institution. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't. We don't. It. We don't have any factual evidence that he was allowed to be out in the general public. Oh yeah, I just I don't love that. That's his go-to. It's like, I just told this this chick what's up about flat earth. <laughs> Let me dip kiss her. Now. I just blew I bet she, her mind. I bet she's moister than an oyster. Oh God! I guarantee <laughs> that this guy is on the site now. Oh, I'm gonna, is. Listen, it's I'm going to join it just for the fuck of it. <laughs> it I'm going to do some recon, and I'm going to come back, and we'll report next episode with my findings. How about that? Because, right. listen, I'm on Hinge, and it's not much better. No, Hinge really Hinge is not much better. Oh, I had some awful. guy. I had a guy that was in a wheelchair. I had a guy that was wearing a Boy Scout uniform, and literally a guy that was wearing a fucking eye patch. <laughs> dressed as a pirate, pirate in his, his main profile picture. So... It can't be any worse. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, it can always get worse. I'm gonna go on there and say, prove, prove to me. Would you date a man who wants to shoot himself in a rocket to go up and prove that the wor- that the Earth is flat? And Does then, he have a lot of money? And, then, and he has a lot of money, and the parachute fires while he launches. And, Bitch, I'll light the rocket. And, and, yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> and then, he, then he crashes, and he sustains. Traumatic injuries and dies. Yeah, he died. Yeah, he died. Did you watch that video? Yes. That got that happened. Yeah. yeah. There was an actual man that oh, did man. that. His parachute. He was dead for sure. Yeah, his parachute. It flew off as he launched. Yeah. <laughs> it would just uh, detach itself. Well, it, it was like wait, a wild E. Coyote. The flat Earth people launch. would say that that's NASA trying to disprove True. him. True. And then okay, so here's my question: Does okay, what is what what are what is the government getting? Out of the fact that the Earth is flat, yeah. What? Who's winning? The yeah. the globe, the people that make fucking the globes. I mean the f- flat Earth. I'm not like I can get behind a lot of conspiracy theories as far as like the general like where it stems from, yeah. the genesis of the crazy chaos. Yeah. But like this whole thing with the flat Earth, like what? Why is this like? Who's somebody's got to benefit from this? And yeah. I don't know what the benefit is. That's my deal with it too. Is like there's no. There's no That's motive that I can find. Yeah. You could, if you could prove to me tomorrow that the Earth is a cube, I'm not gonna deny it, and I don't feel like someone's gonna miss out on the fact that we yeah, were wrong Na- about uh, is, spheres. In the, in the flat Earth conspiracy, NASA only exists to perpetuate the conspiracy. Yeah, so but that doesn't make sense. The, no, it doesn't. To me. So uh, and we're surrounded by an ice wall. Yeah, ice and wall. the word "surround" in reference means like circular. Right. So like, I don't know. Well, a couple. Um, a couple weeks ago, John Oliver did a whole thing on conspiracy theories, and one of the things was a who does does it benefit anyone to perpetuate it? Right. And the last one, he had three. I forget what all three of them were, but the biggest one was how practical is is it to actually have this conspiracy theory? And he he well, used, as far as flat Earth goes, it would have to be every single well, pilot. Yeah, every single world. pilot, every person part of NASA, every government agency, and he used the moon landing as uh, a reference. And he said, "Well, that's not true. That didn't happen." Well, he said there. He said there. Were, I've seen the Stanley Kubrick documentary. Oh boy! No, I'm go. just no. fucking around. No, but he said 
in order for that to be secret, I think it was like a half a million people would have to stay quiet about it. Okay, and they, so and they calculated it; it would take three years before the secret was. Okay, out. here's the thing: to combat that and just play devil's advocate, yeah, people use that in reference to nine eleven. Say, oh, nobody could keep this a secret if it was an inside job. But the problem is, they did, and it happened. Yeah, right. So that's the only thing I'm saying. So, but for that. Because of the the amount like the the amount of the the gravity of amount of people that were involved in that it would just be ridiculous, right, right? Right. It means that all of math is wrong, and that all of physics is wrong, and that everybody that is buys into it, that's a scientist that has devoted their life to this, right. is yeah, wrong. Yeah, we can prove that physics works. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's. I mean, that's the scientific method is there for yeah. a reason, and you know. But I just that's the only thing. Like I would listen if the Earth was flat. I want to believe it, but prove to me why this is even bullshit to yeah, begin with. He's going to be believing this by next episode. He's going to yeah, be dating a new that's guy. That's exactly how Dolan got into it. He's going to be dating a new guy. And hey, like, Do- guys, seriously. If, that doesn't sound so Dolan, bad. if you're watching and you swing both ways, hit me up. Anyway, that's the show, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. Uh, make sure you follow us on uh, Instagram and Facebook and uh, check out somethingplanet.com And for our make other sure show. you subscribe to Something Planet's Twitch page. Yeah. Yes. And uh, this will be on um, this will be on YouTube on Thursday. So if you didn't catch the full episode, uh, check it out on YouTube and check out all past episodes at uh, youtube.com slash somethingplanet and, and somethingplanet.com. And on Apple Podcasts and yeah. Spotify and all everywhere else. Stuff. Anywhere you can get an and audio on podcast. flatearthsingles.com shortly when I post it on there on my profile. Yeah. <laughs> you should uh, you should just make your profile picture a picture of you naked, like holding a globe in front of your junk. Hol- <laughs> yes, we're gonna do a deep dive. For I'm gonna do it. I'll do that and then I'll report back. No, I'm just gonna get a picture of like a map. Just like a flat map to show my how devoted I am to getting to the bottom of this. But you have to be erect, and then you're like, there's only one bulge in this map, in this earth. My burial mound <laughs> needs some digging, baby. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please uh, continue to come back every second Tuesday. Tinfoil Tuesday. Night. Hashtag Tinfoil Tuesday. Woo! Thanks for everyone who stuck around. 